This following episode contains spoilers for the film or films being discussed. You have been warned. remember the big moments in the movies we see, the big set pieces, the famous dialogue, the twists, the naked times. But film is an entity made up of hundreds of little moments that either make them special or relegate them to obscurity. We are here to talk about those moments. Welcome to Movie Microscope. Kick it, Movie Microscope. Today's episode is Dead and Buried. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the latest movie, Microscope. My name is Nick Nunziata, and I'm your gracious host. Alongside me, the plasticine, figurative, posed-out, statuesque, miracle-ridden, bedridden, and sweetness incarnate, Mr. Justin Waddell. How's it going, sir? Oh, man. It's, it's okay. Statuesque. Wow, thank you. How was the weekend? Long weekend. Not long enough. But did you take uh, a break, or were you working? I haven't felt well, so I've been sort of laying low and... and, and Trying to recover. You've been drinking lots of green tea. What, what, what's, your, what's your home remedy? Uh, my home remedy is I'm taking lots of uh, different pills, you know. Okay. Supplements. Yeah, Vitamins. Well, and, and medicines and, and quaaludes. And... Well, I'm sorry to hear that. That sucks. Well, at least you got a chance to recuperate since it was uh, a long one. Yeah. Well, I mean, at least uh, you know, I got to watch some of the best. <laughs> Caught up on... Uh, you know, the Game of Thrones, watch some of that Hobbit. I mean, most importantly, I watched Spiderhead. Oh, the movie Spiderhead yeah. by um, the director of Top Gun Maverick. Mm-hmm. He had two gigantic hits this year. How was Spiderhead? It's fine. Straight to Netflix. I believe it's a George Saunders story, who is a very interesting writer, usually a short story writer. And the Deadpool guys wrote the film. Did they? Recent work. I think they, ba- they must have based it on his story. Yeah, it's a, you thought it was fine. Chris Hemsworth. Hemsworth and Miles Teller. Yeah. What's the director's name? Joe Kaczynski. Kaczynski in this. You like his films. I really do. I don't hate um, the Fireman movie or whatever that thing is, and I love Tron, and I love Top Gun, and Oblivion's a blast. Well, Oblivion's the, on, a half a great movie. Only the Brave. Isn't that what's called? The Fireman movie that he did? I think you're thinking of uh, when Johnny Depp is asked to sign autographs. That's what he says. I'm only only the Brave. <laughs> Only signing that post. This guy's worked with Miles Teller thrice, I believe. He's Maybe got, more. He's got a muse. You think Miles Teller's a, his his muse, Joseph Kaczynski? More so than Cruz, huh? Interesting. Well, you're mm. right. He's worked with Muse more. Muse. His muse. You know who's lost in the shuffle is my boy Garrett Headland from Tron. Because yeah. he could have been his muse. You think Headland? Headland never really kind of broke out, right? As Shame. a huge star. I love it. You were you were a believer. Still am. Still still am. Still are okay. Well, was hey. he in Four Brothers? He was. So he's not he's, not he, the whole movie. I don't think he got there through the whole running time. But he's yeah. But he's he left a mark on the uh, mortician's table. But <laughs> let me let me ask you this before we get going here: Lord of the Rings TV show, Game of Thrones TV show. Which which one do you like more? Which one are you it's, preferring? You it's like you know picking your children, right? Mm-hmm. They're both perfect. 
No. You like them both? They're, huh? No, they're I've both been... good. They're both. Good. Lord of the Rings is going to take a little bit more time for me to get into because of that mm-hmm. that world. It's just yeah. a little. Uh, it's a little fanciful. Plus, I mean, I, I watch more anything Morphid does. Is that how you say her name? Yep, Morphid yeah. Clark, right? Yeah, yeah. I watched the beginning uh, ten minutes of that so far. Yeah, I've, I've made it. I fell asleep about forty minutes in. Not because it was bad, but because my body is telling me I'm done. And uh, I did. I finally and I fell asleep during Game of Thrones, but I caught up on that, and it was quite good. Yeah, I heard it was pretty violent. Is that true? Yeah, of course. See, I thought they were going to recast that young actress, but so far she's been in every episode. Recast who? Uh, the lead, the lead girl, Raharis or Rahara, whatever her name is, Resentian. Reset. Did you hear that they were going to recast her? Well, no. There's two actresses playing that role. So I think part of the story takes place with her older. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. area, maybe? I don't know. I haven't heard anything. Anything else interesting? I watched Nope, which I hadn't seen. I enjoyed it. It was obviously not what I expected. Very different than I expected. Did you get the Did you get the Spielberg, though? The Close Encounters and Jaws vibes? Sure. I definitely got the Jaws vibes, for sure. And I like the cast. I like Daniel Kaluuya, obviously, a lot. Michael Wincott. Michael Wincott, when he... I mean, this is a spoiler, but whenever he recites Purple People Eater, it's the best part of the film. It's in me. the trailer. I never saw I must have missed that trailer. Maybe they released that trailer after it came out. Because I feel like they I feel like they had a they hid what this thing was. I didn't know what it was. That was a UFO, Nick. Kinda is. Steven Ewan's great too, actually. I'm, I, he's really grown on me. I love that guy, but he's not in it a ton. Well. And Ren Schmidt, I think that's her name, is his wife in that. I like her too, but she's not in it very much. Yeah, I know, I know. And the kid who played the employee from Fry's mm-hmm. was quite good. And yeah, the whole cast was yeah. great. That guy's gold, uh, Jordan Peele. He can he can keep going as far as I, I'm concerned. That's nice of you. Let me zoom in real quick before mm-hmm. we get into it. A movie that was banned, sort of, for a while. In it's, the UK. Yeah. It's a video nasty, yeah. And a movie from a director whom I really appreciate. Have we done Wanted Dead or Alive yet? I know we've talked about it. I don't think we have. We have not done it. Mm-mm. We need to do it soon. He directed that, and we, we met... I met him uh, at some Hollywood party thing ages ago. Mm-hmm. And so we were Facebook friends. Let me zoom in. He's a big words with friends guy. So I hit him up for a game. Yeah. And he sent me a nice message in words with friends saying, I have to refuse this because I only play this with my daughter. And then he left. He canceled the game and we've never spoken since. Oh, my God. <laughs> You had an almost Wars with Friends match with the director of Dead and Buried. And then you got rid... That's that's a very <laughs> strange... That's an amazing piece of trivia. It is very weird. I got And so it's close. even more awkward because I've been playing with him for years <laughs> on Wars with Friends. I mean, guys, let's not beat around the old. It's a movie Microscope. It's a show where we zoom in. We get laid in a cave. We get all root-like in the wilderness. We land God's helicopter. We plug in the life support, pop a squat near a sentinel, milk moon dust out of our dad, power dust the daylight slave, toss the younglings into a net, and we put some skiffle in the daddy's sperm. <laughs> Watch a movie through raw-ass detergent eyes, skeptical sleazebag, sleazebagano eyes, dirty-ass wicked eyes. <laughs> Let it cascade over our souls, wash over it while watching a movie. Decide what makes a break, share what likes you, the listeners. So if we were mm. talking about Forever Young, mm. we would talk about the scene where they accidentally leave Mel Gibson's peep outside the cryopod. All those years later, he comes out, his body's fresh as shit, his dick's old as dick. He's got a withered old <laughs> ancient dick on his beautiful frozen body. Talk about the little moments. I didn't know that was sci-fi. Do you remember that movie? 
Forever Young. I do. I remember he's all. Wasn't he all burn up? Wasn't Mel, no? That's Mel man, man without a face. Up? That's man without a face. Oh, what's Forever Young? He is. He's put into cryogenics and he's resurrected like decades later. Hence the title. But what? What's it? Who else is in that one? Rod Stewart. <laughs> Forever Young. He's playing a romantic lead in that. I imagine old Melly Gibb. Right. It's probably it's 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 a lesser tier actress. Jamie Lee Curtis. How dare you? I mean, she cries less than most. Steve Miner directed it. Oh, my God. Elijah Wood in here. Okay, with, with, without looking, if you had to guess, what is Mel Gibson's middle name? In real life? Yeah. I think I did know this at one point. That's something to do with his dad. Very common middle name. <laughs> Obviously not, right? Column Norm. Seal. Column Seal? Yeah. Column Seal. Why were you looking him up at Wikipedia? You just thrilled your jazz that he's there back? There was a movie called Forces of Nature that was on one of the streaming services. Mm-hmm. Oh, and he's in it? Yeah. The one thing that's good about Mel Gibson that's left, like, there's nothing else, but he looks insane now. Like, every picture of him looks, looks insane. What do you mean? He just, he just, his look is insane. He's, he's got the, he's got the mountain man. He you looks know? great. Looks like a looks thicker ha- Mel he, Gibson. He's handsome. He's handsome for sure. But, he, like, there's a couple of pictures where he's, he looks a little like Colonel Sanders. You're not losing me. Guy is, uh, the guy sucks. I mean,. He's yeah, made a he few sucks. mistakes. <laughs> he's had too many chances. But he's great in movies, you're right. I, I will give you that. He directed your favorite movie, The Passion of the Christ, featuring what? your favorite actor, Jim Caviezel. You love you love both. Caviezel in this. Like I, I love he isn't he gonna do a sequel to that? I think they, that they, was I'm rumored. sure that's not gonna happen though. What was the show was there was a spin off of some movie that they were gonna do a show of and Mel Gibson was who they hired to star and it pissed everybody off. Is he, is it still going? I don't think so. But it was based on either a superhero thing or oh, I don't know. You remember that? I know that people are mad. Oh no, no, he's getting a spinoff. Um, I think he's going to be in the uh, May the John Wick. I think he's still doing it. Is that what you're talking about? Maybe Column Seal. <laughs> That's really his name. Yeah, it is. He's in it. He's super hireable. He's he's still he's back. I mean, he's 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 in things again. You know, maybe not. I mean, they're they're threatening threatening to do Lethal Weapon five with him Ooh. and Danny Glover. I'm down with it. I would love to see it, but it's it's gonna be it's it's gonna be a strange reboot. As long as Danny Glover's elder daughter is in it. Wait, didn't she marry Chris Rock in the movie? I think she did. Yeah, uh, in the rough. fourth one. That's yeah. rough. She was a very pretty girl. Uh, yeah, obviously blind. Blind girl in the movie. Oh, you don't you don't like Chris Rock? Huh? I love Chris Rock, but mm-hmm. he's the worst thing to look at. Oh, you don't think he's a handsome man? Tracy okay. Wolf still yeah, alive, yeah. still acting. Of course, she's still. I mean, she's, how old is she? Like a little older than us? Twelve years older than us. She's in her sixties. She's not. <laughs> she is. Yes. Well, are you sure that's not his wife? It's not my oh, first go around. It's not his my wife first was Darlene. Darlene Love, right? Hey, yeah. my first roll around this hay, buddy. Tracy Wolf was. Wolf was born in 1960. How is this happening? This world is too confusing. It's she's still working. Yeah, she's in here, so they can have her back as Marta's 60-year-old daughter. <laughs> the case against a Lethal Weapon Five. We just fucking found it. Was Mel, Mel Gibson must not have been? How old is he? He's in his 70s, right? He has to be Maybe older than just, everything. No, he's 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 pretty. He's younger than you think. We talked about this before. Hate keeps him young. He's only four years younger, older than her. She's, yeah, he's not even 70. He's 66. There was a video that was uh, on one of these services of somebody caught Al Pacino and Sly Stallone having lunch together. No. What? Yeah. Awesome. 
and they're they're like at this Miami patio. They're on the, at the, some cafe, sitting outside, looking disgustingly old, which is what they are. You know, that's the well, Pacino's in his eighties, for God's sakes, and Stallone's, Stallone's uh, mid seventies, right? And and he's always looked like he's been beaten up. You know, he always. Yeah. Is, I mean, he's the best, but he's always punched by God. Right. Stallone just got uh, divorced, I think. No. Yeah, I think Flavin out. No, don't say that. Flavin out. But they had everything going great. She's out of here. You're you're kidding. Am I wrong? No, you're usually right. Usually not wrong. Oh my never, god. Usually but... never wrong about this. She he he invited her one too many Frank Sinatra concerts, and she's like, "I'm done." How many times can I say no? I'm sorry, Frank Stallone concerts. Did I say Frank Sinatra? Frank Stallone concerts. Oh my god, you're right. Here's the. This is horrible. He covered up the tattoo of her on his arm with a dog. This is another big development. She's no longer following him on Instagram. Is that true? Yep. So that's the ultimate right there, yeah. Yeah, people find... They, that's how there's like there's all this press on Olivia Wilde's new movie with Florence Pugh. They think that there, there's a falling out. Like, yeah, there's all this controversy surrounding that movie that's dumb. She but they always, they always talk about she hasn't liked any of her Instagram posts. You know, things like that. That's the big... The, the detectives get in there and the social media detectives and figure now, it I have out. A, I'm, They're right. I noticed this. I have a couple of friends and I've had a couple of friends that are in their 20s. And I've yeah. watched it the way they consume Instagram. Sure. And they speed scroll and like, 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 like as they're going. I don't understand that. It's amazing. I, I mean, I, I'm watching them. They're just banging the like button as they scroll through. They're not even paying really much time with it. Yeah. So I'm frugal with my likes. Am I Am I doing it wrong? I usually print out every every picture before I look at it on my printer. <laughs> You're frugal with your likes. Tell me about it. Tell me about it. Yeah. <laughs> but I if you, know. But if, you, if I like something, you know, I, I, it really kind of caused me to sit, sit, you know, pop, pop up. You know? Who's your favorite? Who's your favorite follow these days? Other than the microscope, you got a new one. You got someone new you're following that you just like, man. This this person's quality. They're they're putting out no. a lot of great posts. It's usually animals. It's usually animals that I mm-hmm. respond to. If if you have a montage of cats making strange sounds, you're going to mm-hmm. win me over pretty quick. I started following this guy that makes a sandwich every day from like an old cookbook. It's like a two-minute quick video, and he makes it, and he t- and he tastes it, tastes it, and then he's like, "Oh, this is pretty good." But I'm gonna plus it up, and then he then he puts some hot sauce on it and eats it. It's a very sweet account. I like it. It makes me happy. Remember the good old makes days some, when the make some wild was sandwiches, some, like, snuff films, and shit. What is it called? Sandwiches of history. That's my recommendation. Don't cu- don't clap this out. Please now, keep it. I will say that we have some of our listeners are inspiring. I love Blake's car photography. It's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Poopy Jeans does adorable illustrations from time to Very time. Very talented. Very talented. Um, Coop, John Cooper. Yep, I love it. It's great. You, you appreciate you're you're following the fans back, I, and I'm following I, them and liking know, my, them. I know that my you know my buddy Lauren takes you know she's always doing cigar promotion on hers, and so mm-hmm. I mean I and we have we have a great crew, and we don't have anybody that seems to be a dog shit person that, that for the most part. So that's good. But we welcome dog shit people i mean they don't we're not pushing you guys away the, i mean the, there's the there's that, there's a handful of dog the shit. future the future dog shits that might like our show i don't want to alienate them you know yeah i have friends that used to be dog shit and then they i have friends who are dog shit now that were friends yes yeah, we're all ever evolving that we're gonna step wrong and become dog we all we're all i don't think so I, i'm hoping that i'm gonna avoid it i don't want to be a jerk well maybe don't confess about sandwich accounts that's a nice thing. I thought you were going to say, when you said sandwiches from history, I was thinking, like, he's making a sandwich from Genghis Khan's period. No, like 1920s, 1930s, yeah. you know. 
you just bust out these old cook. I don't know these old. I can't even call them cookbooks, right? If you're putting old uh, recipe books. This one's like soda bread. He put tuna fish with peanut butter the other day, and he didn't like it. But Whoa. that was one of the recipes he tried from one of the books. I couldn't do it, but I, I do appreciate seeing it happen. I love both of those things separately. Yeah, me too. He actually had crunch, crunchy peanut butter with it, well, which know, made it even you know where I stand. crazier. I know you love it. You know, I like All crunchy right. tuna fish too. So it's not you don't. You, you really don't want to talk about this movie. We're avoiding, we're avoiding getting to it. Is there a I reason? actually have almost three pages of shit. <laughs> you, I know you've seen this movie before. I, I have. have never, I remember. Z- I never seen it. I owned it. I don't remember a damn thing about it. But this is from a period where we were watching three horror movies a day. It's right got after. an incredible poster. Like the poster is the best thing about this movie. I think the poster, the script, the acting, and the cinematography, and the editing, and the music. Yeah, that, those are all the best things about it. <laughs> <laughs> so, Dead they and Buried, this? ladies, Gary, you know, Gary Sherman. Gary Sherman in this, uh, your almost words with friends yeah. connection. Yeah, and then... Gary A. Sherman. And, and some tangential work by some alien folks, Shusset and O'Bannon, yeah. Yeah, although one the, of them disowned it. Bannon didn't like what, what they did with his rock-solid work on this one, so he tried to distance himself. I, I said say- I wanted it to be buried and dead, not dead and buried. He got mad. You know, I uh, will say that there. I could see how a person might get fucked up by some of the parts of this movie. Yeah, me too. It grossed me out. You just talking about? Uh, it's, yeah, it, there's some stuff in it that I could. If you're oh, it bothered me. If it's yeah. 1981 and you're watching this movie at home, you might have some moments that turn you out. If if I would have seen this movie as a kid, it would have haunted me. And you know, I, I didn't deal with it well right now. But it was <laughs> like a, at the beginning, I was like, "This is goofy," and then a, there's a super murder out of nowhere, and I was like, "Wait." <laughs> Why is it so cruel? Why are people so mad at him? That's the mystery, though. Anyway, what what year? 1981? Yep. What, uh, why don't you run down the cast here? Uh, you got Barry Corbin. Love, the lovely Barry Corbin is still working today. Glenn Morshower, star of who you, Grizzly who you Park. Know. Yeah. Michael Bay, Michael Bay, a heavy actor, right? Yeah. Heavy James reduced. Franciscus. James Farantino. That's right, James Farantino. Franciscus is a different power one. Melody Anderson from Flash Gordon in this. Lisa Blount from no. Prince of Darkness. Yeah, R.I.P., by the way. She was great. Half the people in this movie, are, no, most of the people from this movie are dead as dick. She died young, though. She died like her early 50s. Yeah, and she was married 50s. to somebody. Ray McKinnon. Yeah. Yeah, and they worked together a lot. She was she was a talented person, I think, and she, she was interesting and, and um, had, had kind of a, a nice later career. I think won an Oscar. No. For like a short film with Ray, Ray McKinnon. I think that's, that's right. Yeah. I think film. that's right. Short film. Who cares? But anyway, she yeah she she's she's in this, and then uh, Stan Winston did the effects. Christopher Alport in this, Nick playing Freddie. Christopher Alport, what a great last name, Alport. Robert England. Yeah, did you mention him? I don't remember. No, maybe not. Who's the old guy that died right after the movie was? Jack Albertson, who everybody would know from as Grandpa Joe from Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. He's also a big song and dance guy. Yeah, he's a vaudevillian, I think. But and, he and this is his last film. And boy, did he go out with a bang! I think he was in it. <laughs> well, I mean, he has fun in this. He doesn't phone it in. He certainly doesn't phone it in. I wish he would have. He's sick, he, and he was really sick during this too. And you, you well, at least tell. they didn't give him weird shit to do. <laughs> he came to the screening like this is like before he right before he died. He went to the screening of this movie. He must have been like, and they what said he the? had an oxygen tank and all that. Yeah. Like, he must have... wonder if he was back there going, this sucks. 
the, at least sorry, I got to see some, before, at least the, I the see some carpet, tips. Red, <laughs> that's why uh, Lisa Blount's tips is what Ray McKinnon saw. He's like, I'm, oh, he's I'm going to marry that. No, but our boy, I think he was on the red carpet. And he says, actually, I'm, I'm skewing towards the healthier. My doctor said things are looking up. And then he came out of the screening and they had to rush him to the hospital. <laughs> so um, the movie is about a town called Potter's Bluff. And if you come and visit, you don't get to leave, right? It's a small little island town or something, small little coastal town. Man, it sucks if you're a tourist. I mean, and I don't also, think everybody also that... it sucks. Also, it sucks if you live there. Yeah, it also sucks mm-hmm. if you watch it on a screen. <laughs> now, I saw this on Amazon Prime. I believe it's it is. it's streaming there, but it's also on Peacock. So, pick your poison. I think Tubi has it. It's all over the place. You have access to this. It's got some gross stuff in it. I will tell you that there's some gross. There's something about the early effects, like from the '80s. It, it's so fake, you know, but it just bothers me because it just—it's just so. Um, I don't know. They put so much work into it, it; makes me gross. The best thing about it is how forensic it is. Yeah, you know, I think I think that's the the thing is I think the secret to why they're so creepy is that they're very rarely any ca- camera movement, so it's very static. Mm-hmm. So you're forced to watch this almost like in a documentary style. And nowadays, it's all you know, the, it's all kinetic, and there's so much CG that. It takes some of that away from it. Now, they did some trickery here that actually is pretty impressive, you know, as far as effects go. But I think part of it is that you're forced to watch stuff happen, good or bad, in, in sort of real time. This movie loves things happening in real time. I don't know if you noticed that. There yeah. are some excruciatingly long scenes in this movie, and we'll go into those. But So you're right. That's the premise. Well, the premise is really, I mean, yeah, that the, there's something afoot in this town and the sheriff of the town is starting to suspect that there's some shenanigans going on. He knows that there's some violence happening, some murders, but then he suspects that you know people are kind of shuffling the board a little bit and and trying to trick him and hide things. Now, so he starts digging. And then we have a theme. There's a theme that happens in a lot of our shows where there's a dumbass mm-hmm. cop. Yeah, well, that's just a theme in movies, right? I think I think, I think we've had the luck of drawing certain films that really show off some pretty bad people bad at their jobs. Sure, this guy's no good. You're he right. is special in this. <laughs> well, he's confused. He's he's he. It, I compare this a little bit to Roy Scheider and Jaws because this guy has he's supposed to have an easy job. You know, it's not supposed. There's the town's small. You know, Robert England lives here. He's never been creepy. You know, like it's it's fine. He's cute. It's a young, old, clean, clean shaven Robert England. He was three years from his life going haywire. Yeah. Once the film kind of concludes. It makes everything that happens leading up to it a baffling. It doesn't make sense already, but it makes a shitload less sense with the big twist at the end. I don't mind the twist. I, I like. I do definitely appreciate a bunch of uh, things that happen in this film. I, I do appreciate how goofy it is, and I think the director said that he wanted to make it a horror comedy, and he must have got pushback because there's nary a laugh in this. Is there? Are there any funny yeah, parts? There, in this? there are some funny parts. All right, you're going to have to remind me. Well, there are lines of dialogue that are funny if you look at them on their own. And I isolated okay. a few of them. All right, so the movie starts out with we get this guy rolling into this town. He's a photographer. Rolling in his little VW uh, green and white bus. Gets his, uh, how do you say it, Mamiya 645 f- camera? Oh, did you, did you I, notice I this? saw that. I didn't even try to think of the name. So he's got this expensive camera, and he, he goes to the beach, beach and he's kind of stepping over flotsam and jetsam. 
and he's like, wait, I can't wait to get, I can't wait to get my shoot on. And he starts to kind of line up some pictures. He shoots a seagull, some yeah. beach trash, and he's got. And the weird, the thing, the camera has this thing where it very strange. Yeah, they keep showing you what he's looking at, and there's like a circle. That's why I was thinking, is this camera do this? It's got like this grid-like pattern with like a clear circle in the middle of it. And he keeps it was, framing It's a bunch things. of concentric circles. Like this. Yeah, it's but, weird, right? But yeah. maybe that's how it was, and, like and, that camera. And he and we get to watch him take pictures of random shit in real time. Yeah, he takes he takes a lot of, and then all of a sudden it's oh mama time, which is my favorite. <laughs> he all he 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 focuses in on. An unexpected beach hottie played by Lisa Blount, and she starts flirting up a storm. Well, she's talking to him in the lens. Yeah. And it's very awkward and weird. And then they have this very stiff conversation. They do. It's a, it's a, it's like a, it's a kind of a meet cute. He is, she's really kind of forward with him. And she says, Am I pretty enough to be your model? They play this game where she's trying to guess his name. She doesn't want to know. And she keeps calling him a Freddy. And so then he starts taking pictures of her and he's like commanding her to do things in that photographer way. Right. Like, and the music gets very melodramatic. Yeah. But it's a very, like he's got this yellow turtleneck on. It's just, it's all sorts of, um, innocent and silly silliness. And then she pops her top and he's like, what is happening? How's my luck so great right now? And she starts to basically ask him if he wants to have sex with her. And he's, he's into it. This happens to me literally every time I go to the beach. So it, it, was, it hit close to home. He's thrilled. He's like, you know what? I think we should have sex. And then they immediately hit him over. This whole crowd is there. Well, they miss smash him. Like, I don't know how he didn't notice dozens of people appearing. What are you talking about? He's focused on, he's focused on her. That's you know, why he didn't notice. Is her top still off at this point? I guess it is. I think whenever, I think she, it's not buttoned. She takes her top off. Right? Yeah, yeah. She pops it open. Yeah. I mean, I can't. I can't remember exactly the state, but yeah, you do see her breasts. And then um, he gets. He's wild and transfixed. And then he gets bludgeoned and tied to a post, netting over him and lit on fire. Now, did you notice? Did he bear any resemblance to anybody when he was in the netting? You, I hope you noticed this. He did have his nose and and, and lips smashed against the netting. He looked he, like he was Jim Carrey's Grinch. <laughs> And he was cowering in fear. I, I felt bad okay, for Okay, folks, him. I'm serious. When you watch this movie, and I know you will, mm-hmm. he looks exactly like Jim Carrey's Grinch. It's incredible. Net, with that net It's over a good screen. zoom. It's a good zoom. Anyway, so then he's terrified, and he's bleeding, and they put gasoline on him, and he doesn't like that, and he thinks that's not great. And then they bring a lighter over to him. Doesn't He's not liking that. He's like, that's not great either. Then he gets lit on fire, doesn't love it, and then they put his body, next thing you know, his, his bus is upside down in the street, and he on fire, and he's in there, which leads to a great moment in this film. And they also make a point to show you a lot of the faces of these different visitors. They do. It's like a, it's a big crowd of people, and that, that's the thing that bothered me about this, is that everybody's very focused on murdering him. There's no kindness, there's nothing, they're just, that's, that's the mission. And, and they, he doesn't know where it's coming from. He and there are people with he, wrenches. There's people with little hose and like yeah. It's not even lunch yet. And he's like, wait a minute. I'm just trying to take a snap of a seagull. You know, right? Yeah, he gets screwed. And uh, yeah, the, and the woman, by the way, Lisa Blunt, she's in on it. You know, and everybody's taking pictures of him as he dies. Yeah, everybody's. That's a weird subplot of this movie. Is that there's a photography element? I don't yeah, they quite keep snapping understand. pictures. I guess they give them to the to the master of mayhem so he can do his reconstruction. 
I guess, yeah. Maybe that's what it is. Happens all anyway, the time. let me zoom in on Flotsam and Jetsam real quick that I mentioned. Do you know what that is? Do you know the difference? There, I used to, actually. Yeah, Flotsam is um, stuff that's not deliberately thrown into the sea or overboard or something, and then Jetsam is stuff that's deliberately thrown. Is that the right way around? I think that's correct. I didn't know that. I wanted to zoom in real quick before we moved on. This guy gets super murdered, or does he? They start to... Uh, you know, look at what happened, shine a flashlight in this corpse's face that's uh, in this overturned van, and he screams. He's burnt to a crisp, but still alive, Nick. Yes. And he lets out the cutest It's adorable, scream. and it's, it's effective, very, mm-hmm. very early 80s, and that's when we meet our cop. We do. We meet our cop, and we meet our coroner, the two, kind of the two main characters in this movie, played by uh, James Farantino, the cop, and yeah. then... Grandpa Joe from Willy Wonka is the corner. Now, looking at James Farantino hurt me a lot because if I let my hair grow out, that's what it looks like, and it's a nightmare. <laughs> it's a beautiful, he had a beautiful head of hair, though, man. It's the, it's Congratulations. A, it's, a, it's disgusting. A big old, it's not, it's man. A big, lumpy 70s morass. <laughs> so, yeah, and we do get to see young Robert England. Now, obviously, mm. the film is setting the seeds early on, so we get to have another victim right after that, and this is this is an insane scene. It is. Yeah, it's the way, fisherman. It's way too long. Way too long. He has way too much dialogue. Way too. He's he's, he's drunk. He's drunken dialogue. And he also has a weird accent already. Mm-hmm. And then his drunk action accent. It's rough. And I was watching this with subtitles on. Okay, so what does he say? Oh, it doesn't matter. It's all bull. It's it's a nightmare. It's, Gibberish. It's yeah. a nightmare. He's he's he is really off of his face. Here's the thing, though. You do it doesn't it did endear me to him because that that he gets to super murdered again, like just like um, our boy, and I did not want him to die. I wanted him to die worse. You do? Yeah. Yeah. The How do you not want in. him to die? I just didn't want. to He was see sort of like the Harry Dean Stanton of this movie. That guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he gets destroyed. He gets a uh, throat slit, face slit. I don't know, hooks in his neck. He they, he does not survive that. But anyway, guess who did survive is the first victim. They got lit on fire. He's in the hospital, all bandaged up. He's got one working eye. Can't talk. His lips are burnt off. But the you know he he's in there. He's recuperating. He's recovering from his fully burned uh, body. And that's a that's good news. He's is on it? the mend, Nick. He's on the mend. It's fine. It's so funny. It's almost like this is like a repertory theater group of this whole town. It's like people will, will fit in whatever roles they need to sure. when, need, when needed. Well, now we meet Dobbs. Well, they do a couple of things in there. So you, we see the crowd like at the beginning, right? So the crowd that kills this guy, you know, the town's folks. And then they do this thing where you're in a diner later and there's a waitress. They just keep showing her waist. They, and then they all of a sudden they, the, they go up to her face. They go, don don And it's lady, one of the murderers. The one who had the match. Yeah. And you're like, oh, is it her? <laughs> you know, the they do that like four or five times like, they to, do. to try to really blow you away. Now, I've heard this compared to an EC Comics sure. sort of story. And I, that helps. Mm-hmm. That helps a little bit. Because those are intentionally arch. You know, they, they're not. it's not trying to be high art. This movie seems to think it's better than it is in some respects maybe yeah maybe i don't i don't know the fog we saw the fog and they're like well we like the idea of a town and uh we're done (laughs) linda suchet suchet she's gotta be dead right no she's the producer on free jack is that her i thought she played a character named midge maybe i'm looking her up maybe it's not a different that character's name is midge yeah i know that's why i'm looking for her in the cast list they don't have a credit for midge keep going i'm sorry no i mean Honestly, I, so, I was going to suggest that we kill her in real life. 
if she isn't dead already. But then when you said she was a producer on Free Jack, she's already dead inside. (laughs) Someone's doing fan casting for the remake of this film online or something. Of Dead and Buried? Yeah. Like, years of the internet, man. They they don't miss a beat, do they? Let's reboot this bad boy. Well, Timberlake as the cop. (laughs) (laughs) That's amazing that we have... So much free time as humans that someone's like, you know what? Let's um, talk about um, the updated remake of Dead and Bird. Here's my wish list. I mean, Orla Brady for sure uh, as Midge. Who? <laughs> Orla Brady? That's her real name? I'm just, no, that's the, the fan casting. I what? can't see. I don't know who the actress. I can't see who the actress. Um, yeah, so it's called My Cast, this website. I'm just trying to see who played the actress. Linda Turley, and she was a pro- I think she was a producer on Free Jack. This is her one acting role. She's pretty good in it, actually. You're pretty generous because she has maybe two lines of dialogue and just look. Has- I just thought she was an effective presence in it. I mean, like, she, she was fine. You're right. She's she imposing. has like sort of a teardrop shaped jaw, so I give I give yeah. you that. She's she didn't she looked you know she's you know, I'm gonna say this about this movie. These guys, these, this crowd, these you know they, when they murder somebody, they are relentless like a shark. They're just you know what I'm saying? It's, they're hive mind, and it's horrible. But at the end of the movie, kind of cute, honestly, yeah. the town. I'd recast He's, probably Rachel Dakotan there. And then, obviously, Dobbs would be Sean Pertwee. <laughs> obviously. You're about to rock the internet with these choices. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Just, let's just keep it here. I don't want to get this this kind of attention. Our My fan cast for Dead and Buried. I mean, plus, give me the week, at least. I really got to... Wrote a bunch of names on a piece of paper, start start crossing them out. Yeah, you who you you think Sean Pertwee would do this? Huh, for yeah. The, yeah, he'd be good as a as a Dobbs. Yeah. Um, how about how about um the the Timberlake's uh, wife, who had forgot it was Timberlake already. That's a toughie because you need to get somebody who's got the the drop dead beautifulness, mm-hmm. but also be able to really sell some, you know, pretty meaty dialogue. Sure. In a weird choice, not known for acting, but we're putting Joan Osborne in that role. Oh, not, yeah, well, she's got the, you know, got that crazy, those crazy locks, right? She's kind of got a witchy locks in a way, yeah. you know, kind of witchcrafty head of hair. I'm not trying to, I mean, that's a good thing to have. So, yeah, I Nick, you're a little older than Timberlake. No, though. no, but she, she, she acts young, and Timberlake's going to have, um, you know, salt and pepper hair. You th- oh, you're you're gonna age him up. I think his natural Smart. state is a little salt and pep. Justin Timberlake getting. Remember, he got in trouble a little bit on the set of his film. He's like holding hands with his co-star. I do not know about this. Yeah, it was a little bit. I don't even know what movie it was or who it was. was it Runner yeah, Runner? Got a little um, hot water in the gossip rags. Um, it wasn't Runner Runner. It was recent. <laughs> oh, Timberlake. I'm gonna push back against your Joan Joan Armstrong casting. I need someone a little bit more appropriate for Timberlake here. A little younger. This is a new. This is kind of a new marriage, even though that James Ferrantino looks like he's about forty years older than his wife. And this, well, you don't played have... by Melody Anderson from Flash Gordon, right? Who is a super cutie, by the way. And I had never seen her in anything else other than Flash Gordon that I could remember. And quite good in Flash Gordon. She's good. I like that movie. I mean, I liked her in it. Okay. What do you think? You don't, don't like shit. her? You hate the movie? I do. Quite a difference between this and that. I think it's kind of around the same time, correct? Yeah. She man, you she must have really felt like she was. Number one with a bullet going mm-hmm. into the early 80s. She's yeah, still around? Yeah, of course. I don't know if she's still acting, but she's still she's out there. Well, I mean, there's no doubt that she was just in Atlanta for Dragon Con, if that's the case. 
You think so? That's where all the dog shits go, right? She hasn't acted since 95, for God's sakes. Oh, my gosh. That's when you graduated college. My, oh, God, you're right. It's been, a, it's been a minute for her. It's too bad, man. Well, she had it. She had she that thing. She was like, you know, you know, you know, on the on the eighth day, she rested. You know, she 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 got it done. Put her hands behind her head and just kicked back. Did it. Got it done. Last uh, theatrical release or was an Anthony Edwards star called Landslide. I don't know if you remember Tom Burlinson in there and a- Melody Anderson. She said she worked with Anthony Edwards. She says, "Does it get better than this? Probably not. I quit. <laughs> Ooh, I quit. Crowdwall. Crowdwall in here." So, what's the last movie we've actually heard of that she was in? Please say it's not Flash Gordon. Let me just first read the plot of this, which you can cut out. Amnesiac geologist Robert Bob Boyd is working on a project that he has been retained to do. He has no memory of the past, but during the project, his memory begins to return, and the memories are not happy ones. Uh, I mean, you've got to narrow it down. I I have a problem sorting out all my amnesiac geologist movies. (laughs) (laughs) Directed by Jean-Claude Lord. <laughs> you know him, right? Yeah. One of your faves. Recently passed away, but he... We won't get into his career. I'm going to go back to see you. It's a good question. What's the last thing we recognized that she was in? Landslide, Jake the Fat Man with TV. Let's just talk about movies. Under Sur- under Surveillance. No. It's a Robert Davi film. Keep, Ooh, keep poor it. woman. Known for carrying Robert, his own melody. Uh, Robert Davi back in the news with that. He has that Hunter Biden movie he directed. Did you know that? I do not, do not know that. He directed a Hunter Biden movie with Gina Carano. How you say her name? Carano. Yeah. And all I can think about is how you made fun of his acne, <laughs> his acne his pockmarked face, and he got he he wrote you a letter or an email about it. Yep. He was hurt, and then he did a fucking Hunter Biden movie. <laughs> Fuck his, fuck him. So by my, the way. I may have been the catalyst for his turn. His anger. I might, Speed yeah. Zone. She was in Firewalker. Do you recognize any of these? Firewalker is that the Chuck Norris one? It is, and Louis Gossett. Yeah. So that I mean, that's sort of a movie. Speed Zone with um, looks like a comedy. Speed Zone looks like a Police Academy ripoff. Oh, wait, Martin Short directed it? No, Michael Short. Okay, or he wrote it. Yeah, I mean, she she must have. No wonder she quit. I mean the. The roles weren't amazing. Yeah. I mean, Flash Gordon was a huge failure. Denenberry, it was? Yeah. Denenberry's a, it's a classic. It's a beloved movie, Flash it's Gordon. It's a cult f- classic, which is a, well, a nice way of saying piece of shit. It was a huge movie um, on VHS, I imagine. Uh, you take the Queen music out of it, I don't know. It's a, I think it's a colorful, kind of interesting creative movie. Is it terrible? I remember watching it all the time as a kid. I remember and, watching and it once and never wanting to watch it again. So I literally have only seen the movie once when it was new. I'm surprised you haven't seen it more times. Not a it's, fan. It's it's definitely worth checking out again, I'd say. Well, we're doing every movie, so it'll show up. All right, we'll do it. Let's just let's just stick to her for this month. We'll just do all her films. <laughs> She'll be able to get through them. Next up, Speed Zone with Robert Davi. Let me read well, the plot we'll of that do, before we move on. Will you, you can, watch you Firewalker with me? And you're like, of oh, course. Twin Peaks, love it. And I'm like, no, no, that's not what I asked you. <laughs> no, that's Speed Zone. Speed Zone is a comedy. The one that she made with Robert Davi was called Under Surveillance. Okay, so that's 1991, the year I graduated high school. So let's see. Two insurance investigators with amnesia. No, I was kidding. <laughs> Try to uncover the truth about the murder of their colleague and friend. Their findings lead them to some dark truths about the company they work for and the people they believe to be friends, and one of them has an acne-scarred visage. 
Yeah, there's nobody in here. Charles Napier. Rest in peace. Now, Dobby, I, I want to like Robert Dobby because raw deal and because of living. Uh, of course. License to yeah. kill. And and he's 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 obviously got. He's some, not bad. He's not bad in stuff. Like that's the thing. He's always been kind of good in the movies, right? Like he's kind of. I'll, I'll, got an, I'll allow it. Interesting but, presence. Yeah. And he's got some very you know politically he's in a special place. But I'll tell you, build a million bridges. You sing one Sinatra cover, you're dead to me. <laughs> and that's his probably his, mo- yeah, his most butter, lucrative right? career is as a Sinatra mm-hmm. singer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That wasn't good the first time. We don't need more of it. Jesus Christ. Now, I mean, people. there are plenty of people that love Frank Sinatra and more power to them. Yeah, yeah. But can you imagine listening to those dulcet tones and then Grendel shows up? Robert Dobby, um, yeah, like he, that you like you're saying, does he, what does he do with that? Like, I know he's known for it, but does he actually make money from being a, yeah, a Frank Sinatra impersonator? Yeah, he must. What's he do? Does he sing songs in the in-between banters about, like, January 6th? <laughs> like, what is he... <laughs> what kind of nightmare concert is that? You, you sent me a clip of uh, Stallone at the Frank Stallone um, concert the other... Does he do that, too? Because isn't he a big, like, right-wing I mean, th- Trump whatever. guy or something? Uh, whatever. It's just... Uh, the bottom line is, is it's just... It's, I mean, and hell, I, how are you going to fault somebody? you got to make the ends meet somehow, right? You know, mm-hmm. you're not going to always be uh, offered roles. I get that you have to find ways to persevere sure. through life and in many challenges. You know, it's an expensive world to live in. Tell me about it, yeah. Can it's not... easy money, I guess, if you can get get to certain money-making opportunities. Maybe that's what the that's why all these people are so... And I know that the, I know that the, the conceit of these performances, what if Frank Sinatra was horribly burned in a car accident? <laughs> you're going to get another letter. Yeah. Anyway, I always felt bad about that, and then he's kind of a, I guess he's kind of a piece of shit, this Robert Dobby, so. He, you know what's funny? James Woods and him have I a similar complexion, and they're both similar styles. Uh, you know what, though, was funny? I was watching License to Kill recently, and he's, mm-hmm. he looks great, you know. Dobby? He looks great, yeah, he looks great. Sure. Was he, was he, uh, is he the main? Yeah. yeah. Baddie in that? Benicio's yeah. his right-hand man. God, Benicio's in that. Anthony How Zerby old is Benicio? Is like 20? He's young. Yeah. He he, does, he doesn't make it. He gets grinded out. So where were we? This guy Dobbs goes on. He does a soliloquy at the fucking morgue. So James Farentino shows up, kind of talking about the old bod. And this guy goes on. He's playing this fucking big band music. Sure. And he yeah. talks forever. Right. Forever. And, and what's he talking about? Just I don't remember. Just stuff. He gets mad sometimes when he can't uh, reconstruct the fate, oh, the right. features of the body. If it's like he wants to. If they if it gets the corpse gets buried too soon, he gets upset because he wants to have at and make it pretty. He really gets off on on that, and we find out why mm-hmm. later. It's just a really long scene, and it's such a it's such a a, a problem of that era is where the people just don't know how to edit, and it's yeah. just long long stuff. It's it's a drag. It's a drag. But anyway, he goes home to Dale. Yeah, the cop. Are goes they home the to most the believable married couple you've ever seen? She does look a lot younger than he does. But, you know, who knows? In this, he could have been 38. I don't know how old he is when he but, made But this. the dialogue is so stiff. And they and, and they mention each other's first name constantly, which is mm-hmm. a, a sign of bad writing, as I've mentioned before on here. It's but they also make her seem like she's hiding something, right? Like, so they, they you kind of get this, you're on this her stage. a little Not bit. Not at this stage, yeah. I, th- yeah. I felt like I wrote down, like, is she lying? She seems to be lying about something. Remember, she's, he talks about this guy that died, and she kind of, 
knew him and she acts weird about it and he, he kind of suspects her of having an affair with this guy like the the photographer that's that died later at the though beginning. not in the first is scene. it late not i thought this was the first well I mean, he asked some, some questions he asked some questions mm-hmm. but it's it gets worse and it turns out uh, he was a little off the mark with his suspicions he he, he came up doesn't short, quite get yeah. it yeah and then it's and then he speaks to dobbs again and he chastises him for the shape in which the corpse was brought to him he says you bring me a body that smells like burnt steak, which right, gross. <laughs> but the guy's not dead yet. The hospital hospital guy is he, this later? This is later. This is after their home scene. Yeah, because he because I because because he has he goes for more questions. I think he wants answers, or maybe the other body has been found at this point. He's got they're starting to pile up. Mm-hmm. None of that really matters. What matters is Dobbs, this guy's guy died before filming. You're right. He's he's weird, and then the cops run around like a crazy person all over town. Like he he gets more and more frantic as this movie goes on. He starts bouncing off the walls at the end and okay. with high pitched high pitched screams. Uh, yeah, and the audio engineer decided to just let's just redline this entire scene. Let's just have him break the microphones. <laughs> There's a family that shows up to town. That goes well. That's a really fun scene. <laughs> Yeah, this nice, cute family show with a very young, like, six-year-old boy, and they have to get gas. They're lost. They're turned around town. They go in to try to get help. That's the wrong thing to do because then they leave to go get gas. They crash into a telephone and, and pole. Was it the most dynamic car accident you've ever seen consumed on film? No, I mean, that wasn't. And so then they there's some they keep arguing about things that they see and don't see, the, wife, the husband and wife. And they go into a, a stranger's house. Like, there's a house nearby. They decide to go in there. And start acting absolutely insane. Well, first of all, they are talking constantly. Constantly. From the second we meet this family till mm-hmm. when they are busy sure. moving on, constant talking. So yeah, what not a word is... of it meaning shit. Like not a uni- you know not a meaningful passage. But... So I read the trivia about this stuff. Like I think they had to build this set and it was like light outside, but they needed to be dark. All this went wrong. All this stuff went wrong. They had to overdub the actress, the the wife, and you can really tell. Like the overdub Olympics in this, right? And so this whole scene is them just kind of fumbling around this dark house, like they shouldn't be in in the first place, calling people like, "Hey, is anybody here? I'm gonna go to the basement. I'll try to get the power going." They're doing all. Like, where's the ice? Because the son hurt himself, hit his head in the car wreck. She keeps talking about a compress that she needs, and it just goes on forever. And then finally, the you is a relief to us. The bad guys come in and just threaten their li- threaten their lives. They get away though, sort of. So that's why I was so excited about this movie is they get out and jump like out of the they run upstairs jump out a window and they get back in their car as this this mob heads towards them and they get away and i was like they got away this that's awesome in a movie that they, they'd get away you know they don't get away they you later find out that they did but for a while there's a brief like moment about 10 minutes that i thought it's nice that somebody escaped right potter's bluff or whatever it's called the town now, bluff, right? now, granted, we find out later on that these people are all dead. Our mortician guy constantly is is refreshing them, and anybody who gets comes to town gets dead as well, and then refreshed. And yeah, there's they, witchcraft they, they, going on and strange shit. Mm-hmm. It's like they're zombies, I guess, in a weird world, right? It's a zombie movie, sort of. But there's also witchcraft and voodoo. Yeah, uh, it's very strange. I, there's this evidence. There's this film that our cop has to get developed. This takes place in an era where you have to wait for film to get developed. So there's yeah, that. That's, that's pretty funny. And yeah. then there's he's trying to piece together this. They're really trying hard to make this a legitimate investigation. Mm-hmm. Dumb as hell. But he goes. He's looking for his bullets because he's fired. He's He's fired him. He goes. He goes back home. Mm-hmm. Did you see how she lasers those bullets to him? Oh man, she really gets. She 
she throws them at him. Yeah, he's he's looking for bullets, and he finds this book of witchcraft that she's got. I know it's called it's called witchcraft and, and voodoo, voodooism. Right? Voodooism. And some of the pages are stuck together like she's been jacking off into it. I know. I, I, I have a note here that, that some of the pages are do, dirty. Zoom in. Like, there's stains on them. He's flipping through looking for pictures because our cop isn't bright. Like, he's just, let's just too many words. Let me, let me get to the insane pictures in this. And then he questions her about it. And he says, why do you have this book and this sacrificial dagger hidden away in this drawer? And she says, it's for, it's for my class. She's an elementary school teacher. And she, she has a passage highlighted with, with, talking about burying the hearts you got you to bury them hearts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's not quite highlighted. More like a, it's a marker, permanent marker, black and square around the text. You really, I guess that's like permanent highlight. Although I guess all perm, I guess all highlighters are just kind of permanent. But this one, in particular. But he goes he, so he's weirded out by that. But she has his shotgun shells on the table, and the way that she throws them to him is Superman speed. She's got an arm. She has a fucking you, wing on her. Yeah, absolutely. As this, as this, uh, by the way, this is a cool scene. I think as this family's speeding out of town and they just they're you know metal to the pedal, they go right in front of our our hero cop and he was in his car and he gets distracted and he hits he hits somebody he hits like a pedestrian. This is another ridiculous, absolutely. Because oh shit, and he gets out and goes oh my god, and then he looks and there's an arm on his grill like a severed arm and it's moving. And he's like, what? And then, and then the guy that he hits gets up, knocks him over the head, and then grabs his arm off the grill and runs away, which I, amazing. I loved it, And but there's a little piece of meat left. There is, which he, he, he collects for evidence. Unbelievable, yeah. There's also a hitchhiker that gets killed. She gets that's, uh, smacked. That's, that's, that happens in a bit, yeah. But first... Oh, you don't want me to jump there? But first, there's a scene where he mm. speaks to Dobbs again. Oh, wow. You really, you did have three pages of notes. And this is a line that he, this is an actual line from this movie. Mm-hmm. You think you can get the county to pay me to reconstruct his mutilated face? <laughs> well, we haven't talked about, so is this, this is after the guy dies for real, the burn guy. All right, so we, let's just, here's a couple of things that happens to our victims here. Our little burn guy that you feel bad for, the photographer, he's all in the hospital. He's got one eye and he, he's come to, cop wants to but interrogate But at least that him. eye is exposed to the wild. It's exposed and he, 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 he takes the doctor. He's like, look, I got to talk to this guy. I got to figure out what happened. And the doctor's like, you can't talk to him. He's, he's just woke up from a coma. He's super fucked. And as they're talking, this... Lisa Blount dresses Blount dresses a nurse goes in and sticks a gigantic needle in this guy's eyes to permanently his eye. To That's sort of a famous him. scene. Yeah. from this, if you want to call it famous. Me. You know, eight people saw it. And the poor guy. And I think that was like a dummy. I don't think that's an actor. I think that's like a prosthetic, like a. It's. A, well, I mean, he was in this movie, so he was a dummy. No, no, there, there is. There is a that you can see the sleight of hand. There's scenes where it's a dummy and scenes where it's a gentleman. I think that, but I think that even I don't know. Maybe I'm maybe the whole thing I thought was, but it doesn't matter. He gets eye gouged. He gets permanently dead, and then he reappears. The, all of a sudden, the photographer is back, looking fresh as uh, dandy, and calling calling. They're calling him Fred, which they called him at the beginning of the movie. Now he works at the gas station. Works at the gas station. No, so. And, uh, I gotta give our, our Melody Anderson a little credit. She mm-hmm. was not lying about her classroom lesson, and we get to watch her t- teach about witchcraft once again in real time. She does. She teaches teaches about zombies, and she's trying to uh, right the wrongs. She's trying to correct the myths about zombies, and the class is hooked. They're interested. A bunch of and we see that little boy from the family. He's in class of with course her. He he, now he yeah. So because they they found their 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 car went over a hill or some shit and. 
they didn't make it. Yeah, it's in the it's in the Now you mentioned the, the hitchhiker. This infuriates me. I think that's probably the violent murder you're thinking of too. Like this, that's one of the sadder kills, I think. But I don't like you like her. And her name is Chance. Well by no, the way. that's what I hate though. Why? First thing, she opens like she the car pulls up. Yeah. And she goes, They call me Chance. How far are you going? Yeah, and you know that's a right, that's like, a, are you gonna divulge your fucking stupid name right away? Of course you are, especially if you're in Hard Target. Do you think this was a little bit of a call forward to Hard Target? I think it was. My mama took one. <laughs> and then later her zombified body is dealing at a crime scene. Do you remember? And she's... Oh, wait. Does that joke not work anymore? It's too, been too long since we watched Hard Target. Never too Van long. Damme. Van Damme uh, sifting through the ashes of a crime so scene. So this is, this is probably one of the most amazing sequences in the film. Our hitchhiker, the guy that's driving the truck, by the way, is the same drunken nightmare person that we saw get murdered earlier. Is Harry, it him? Yeah, the Harry Dean Stanton. Yeah. Still annoying as hell, still talking all the time. And he says, let's stop by my boat. I got There's a bunch of weird boats parked like a kitty cat or, you know, kitty corner on the streets mm-hmm. there. Let's go over yeah. my boat so we can get you nice and murdered, right? And, and so that hitchhiker is destroyed. Yeah, they, 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 they big rocker head. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> and then the fun, this scene blew me away. So now they, they sort of start to peel back the curtain of what's really going on. What's going on in town, yeah. And our fucking Dobbs, he's got her destroyed head, and he is talking a storm up about how he's going to make her more, even more beautiful than she was before, which is bullshit and presumptuous. Yeah, she was pretty. Lisa Marie is the actress. Not the same one from no, no. Mars There's Attacks. a lot of Lisa Marie's. Yeah. Yeah, lots of them. But he doesn't it's cool. just... It's a cool scene. He doesn't cool just scene, work kinda. on the materials that are there. He he hits the Control-Z button a lot and takes her back to the skull phase. Yeah, he puts her down to the skeleton. Yeah, which I, which her. blew me away. It's like, did you have to take everything away and start all the way from scratch? That's how he works, I guess. Yeah. He's an artist. I didn't really understand it. Like, I didn't understand why he did that. Yeah, because then... Was, then he puts her back together, and then, like, remember, he, he constructs her again. Like, you know, peels her all the way back, and then constructs her again. But then, like, she's miss, still missing an eye. And she's got her, and her nose's curvature is very strange. At that yeah. point. But it's like if you're, if you're at your house, and, and somebody knocks a hole in the wall, mm-hmm. and instead of just kind of, like, reapplying the drywall and then, color, you know, doing some primer and then painting over it, it's like demolishing the entire house. Well, I got right. a dent in the wall. Let me demolish the house and rebuild it. But, you know, it's a cool scene. It's kind of cool. It's a cool scene because... So you see him, the, the, the reconstruction, and then she's lying on the slab there, and there's a bunch of dialogue, and then the camera pans up to him, and he's looking down at her body, and then when the camera pans back down, they replace the fake one with the real one. And she sits there immobile for quite some time before coming to life. Sure. And I even looked in the reflection in his glasses, and you can't see them swapping out the body, which I thought was kind of cool. Nice. The movie magic, Nick. It is movie magic. Got me super hard. She's popping. He popped in that sweet eye too, didn't he? And he's sticking little. He's using a contraption to poke around there. That was yeah, weird. A little hook and putting it inside her eyelid. I don't like that either. That scene. Like, that scene is 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 a great horror scene though. That whole mm-hmm. sequence. Yeah, it's a little Frankenstein's. Now, of course, you know, the meat. Monster, the meat sort of. that that James. Farentino has procured has he's given it to his doctor friend and his off, the, off his grill and we get to watch his doctor use a microscope in real time zoomed in big time big mm-hmm. time but he gets killed for is that the efforts. first microscope on the microscope I don't think so Mm-mm. 
We've had another moment. Oh, that's so. right. And that, and 28 Days Later, when they're finding his penis. That's right. And then we get to watch him dial a rotary phone in real time, which was very special. Mm-hmm. And, then that, and then there's another great scene that happens. He is yeah. attacked by the entire city in he his is, office. And they, they squirt acid up his nose. And his dialogue is, that's acid, you're insane, what are you doing? <laughs> is that what he says? Yes. <laughs> that's acid, you're insane, what are you doing? And they Whoa. stick him in his nostrils and, and pump him out. They answer the question, at least. Here's what we're and doing. And who's running point on that operation? Is it Lisa Blount again? Of course. Okay, let's check in. Anyway, she's like the angel of death in there. She's lead zombie, I guess. Okay. Dobbs has another great line. That pretty young waif you found brutalized is a sentence that comes out of his jaws. Well, they also bury... Remember, so they also bury uh, George Lemoyne, who's the photographer, right? He, they give him a headstone. Sort of. And they, worst headstone and they ever? Bury, is it the worst headstone you've ever seen? It's bad, but it says... A is t- it wood? A tinnerant. Like it says, like they, they they just give him that. They just want to let you know that he's like a stranger is that in a, this it, town. It looks like they a still have his headstone. full name. Yeah. It is a wooden headstone. It, it's bad, and they do something. They do the cutest thing of all time with it. Later, no, they don't. They do the dumbest thing of all time. It is dumb, but I love it. I love it. Take time it out makes... of your zombie existence to scratch your name on. T- <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> it's the best. It is the absolute best. I can't believe that you don't love it. No, so at this this is where it gets amazing. Dobbs basically says, you know, he's a practice practitioner of the black arts, mortician mm-hmm. slash practitioner of the black arts, and it tracks. And our boy James Farentino is going nuts, running around town trying to get shit done, baffled. Yeah. And he's already suspected that there's people are being reanimated. Yeah, yeah he's, like, he's he's already onto it. And he goes to Sam the Gravedigger to uh, mm-hmm. dig up the old broad. Yeah, George, no, no, George, George Lemoyne. And of course, the Gravedigger is the guy who played Drago's coach in Rocky IV. Of course, it's him. <laughs> it's that's him. a huge zoom it's him incredible yeah I was like, you think it's just his favorite do you think he liked this or that one which one i think, think i think it'd be more? great if uh stallone saw this and said i gotta have him i think he oh, i think oh. he directed four yeah i like you while you play that scene <laughs> it's good good is he russian this guy no not close was he russian in yeah he was yeah he was super russian in, the, in rocky four i just thought it was great what a great collection uh, and that was a fantastic. That's the way you do that scene. I like it. Yeah. That's the way you do it. Yeah. It's pretty good. <laughs> and this, this, this may be my, f- maybe my favorite. So our boy I'm just goes, trying to get you. To, I'm just trying to get you to do them. That's our, you're, you're better. Our at boy, than me. <laughs> our boy goes back to the mortician's place to to to, uh, to uh, confront him. You're ju- you're jumping around too much. You didn't even talk about the film that he got developed yet. Have we seen it already? I'm pretty sure. That's why he goes back, right? I can't remember the order of events. I only watched it last night. Okay, so go ahead. Can't zoom in that hard, but he gets this film developed that his wife <laughs> gave him, and he watches it, and it's a it's actually kind of a cool little found footage movie, but it's this. Uh, there's a camera there approaching this house, and it goes into this bedroom, and the people are scromping in the sheets. You see the, the beast with two backs. You see a, a man just getting absolutely wailing on a on a, a d- different form about to crest in a come hurricane i guess and then all of a sudden he's getting stabbed in the back with like kind of like basic instinct bad horrible. effects bad stabbing effect but yes and he rolls off in ecstasy but, but, slash death but we don't see the murder. faces of either performer no no the camera see, we see the, that the entire village is enjoying this act as well no you see you see the what hat who he rolls off of not sure. right away though First, we see that the entire city is hanging out in that room watching them fuck. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. And then the, this this person, the dead, rolls off, and it's 
it's our main our cop's wife or it's yeah. it's Dale Arden in here. And she's and she's been getting relieved. And she's the one and he went he goes, No nah. That's when he starts so screaming his dick it. off in this movie. He's so sad that his wife is a murderer. And you know, he she still likes her though. And then he's also sad that he'd been cheated on. I think it's like a mixture of things. Sad that it's in black and white. You didn't like that either. Yeah, you wanted it to be in color. The, that's later in the movie, actually. But um, is it really? Yeah, because yeah, that's like one of the big reveals. Uh, the big reveal is so. No, what no, no, they, no, no. They show this three times. This stupid what? film three times and reveal different things about it. Pretty much. Oh my god! He goes to Dobbs's place, and this is adorable. Okay. Because Dobbs doesn't want to talk to him for some reason. Dobbs doesn't want to talk to him right now. Okay. So he's walking around the morgue looking for him. He can't find him. He's very upset, and he leaves. And then what happens? Are you asking me? I can't remember anything, apparently, about one this. One of the so death drawers time. opens up from within, and Dobbs has been chilling out on one of the in one of the death cabinets. Yeah, he He's was on looking a slab, like, hiding from James Farentino. So this is the thing is, yeah, he runs, he gets, the, he wants to um, dig up this grave, like you said. And, a, and then, that's what in the meantime, next. he runs in to find Dobbs. And then when he comes back out, the guy has dug out the entire grave and gotten the crane and pulled up the coffin. Yeah. He's, he think he's gone in there for, like, three minutes. That's looking for dogs. Industrious. Remember, he used some of that Russian training to get that ground pounded out. And what's in the, what's in the coffin? So they bust it open. He he can't wait to get get in this cheaply made coffin. And there's a little bunch of like sweaters wrapped around something. And you know it's a heart, right? It's gonna be. Yeah. So but he, we get to he, watch uh, him unravel a bunch of cloth in real time. Yeah, to get and to it's that a heart. heart. Yeah. And they zoom in on it as soon as it's a heart. And then as soon as yeah. that happens, Cameron Crowe proposed to it. So, yeah, and he's like, oh, man, this is crazy. There's just a heart in here? But then, you know, a little light goes off. Wait a minute. In that witchcraft book, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. And then we get to another piece of antiquated technology. He goes to his assistant, Betty, says, fire up the telex. Yep, telex. We need to to do some shit. And she types like her breasts depend on it, man. She's banging into that machine super fast, sending Mm -hmm. messages all over the place about crazy shit going on. And this is the the time that I I like. This is one scene in the movie I liked. There's a special delivery from like a like a UPS. I don't know. Some mailman comes and and he gets awarded and just in this scene the worst cop in the country award. They just he wins it <laughs> during this scene. Just the worst cop on the beat. 1980. Yeah. Awarded to what's his name in this? Oh well, you they say his name Dan. They say his name a billion Dan, times. Dan. Dan. Um, his last name is irrelevant. But they say, that, first of all, Dan, Dan. <laughs> I he, I made fun of his name in my Zoom name here or whatever, so it's I can't really, I still didn't remember it. How many movies have a hero named telex, Dan? Huh? <laughs> the Telex. What is that? Is the Telex still killing it? Radio dispatch system. There's a scene later on where Betty reads from the Telex in real real time. Yeah. Slow, slow Telex tele- times. There's a Telex app on my phone I can do. Oh, man, it's in decline. Telex is still in operation, but not in the sense described. Oh, man. Yeah, it's how you get a telegram, right? It's like a fancy telegram system. Then then the big climax happens where our boy Dobbs basically t- talks his living dick off to, da- to Dan <laughs> about his scheme. Really? You know? Right. And it's it doesn't make a lot of sense because it sounds like these people deteriorate very fast, except for his wife. When he he arrives, he goes, "Good evening, Constable," which uh, which is, I guess, supposed to be some cool intro. But he calls yeah. his wife, "My first, my seedling." 
And apparently her, <laughs> yeah, she, her, her restored body lasts about a week before it goes to shit. No, no. He said it lasts, like, it can go up for about a month, I think I read here. Maybe. He doesn't take as much upkeep as the rest of the zombie people in the zombie town. So he, he said, I found her. She was, she died in like the, she drowned or something. And then he brought her back to life. And then she assumed uh, her place among the living. But this started a chain reaction where all the town folks are And it's his weird because there's a scene that they Taurus cut out of the movie and, where he's talking to his therapist. He's like, fucking hurts like fucking a frozen lake. I don't understand. What? she got a cold ass body. When I'm, I'm thrusting into, it's, it's like having. Bobby Drake wrapped around my dick, and the therapist is like, "But are you enjoying the romance?" He's like, "Yeah, I can't, I can't not love it." It's like this is uh, Dan talking, not Dobbs. That's right, Dan. A, I was, I was picturing Dobbs saying this stuff. So Dan, they are, they are quite lustful for each other, and they do smooch, and they even they're arguing, they're always kind of like into each other. I feel bad for Dan; he really does like his wife here, but then he shoots the daylights out of and her. She's like, "Et tu." Because she's coming talking nonsense, and he's having a meltdown about how everybody's there. I love how know, the re-animated. entire timber of the of the of the entire city changes once mm. this happens. Everybody turns nice. Everybody turns all crestfallen about their lot in life. Yeah, the zombies are they turn nice. Like when they don't have to kill somebody, they're just going about their jobs and their day. And they're actually they're 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 sad that they're dead. I don't even think they're that sad. She's sad. She, she's sad that she's dead because she goes. Well, she wasn't until he shot her about eight times. And she and then takes she, it to the next level, and then here's then she goes to George's empty grave, and she scrawls in yellow like marker crosses his name out and puts. Lisa, or what's her name? Not Lisa. It's like it doesn't matter. Whatever her Janet. Janet, her of course, Janet. it's Janet. Another she, winner name. She took the time to like correct the gravestone, and then she uh, goes in there, and then he. I helps thought it was supposed her. to be like she scratched it with her claws. I mean, no. It looks like she used a marker yeah. or paint. I think it's probably more realistic. She scratched it with her dying claws. In yellow? Yeah, it's like it's wood. So it's like the the next layer of wood she carved. Just look at it. I mean, there's got to be a shot of it. It looks like it's drawn. Uh, who knows? And, and of course, anyway. Dobbs is, is high on his own supply. And he goes, the others were drawing. Janet was a painting. My masterpiece. Of course she was, yeah. And she's like, she's like, she's the kind of zombie she's that's like, going to update gravestone. Dan, I'm dead. She after he shoots her a bunch of times, then she gets some like sense knocked into her, and she realizes her lot in life, and she goes to bury herself. He helps her, and then the rest of the town they kind of put come to put like help put flowers on her grave or something, and like kind of console him. But then they start to attack him. He runs away, goes back to Dobbs, who he has also shot by the and way. And Dobbs he shot, yeah. Dobbs. They, they cross cut with him filling himself with fluid, embalming fluid somehow. Yeah. Preparing himself, and but the the biggest the big twist ending here is they show the rest of this tape and the person that Janet's dad was Dan, and Dan is also a zombie. He's got the fucked up hands. He also needs upkeep, and then he's screaming. He's he's been screaming for like twenty minutes. He is hysterionic throughout the last act of this movie, and it's yeah. rough because whoever recorded the sound on it did not level it out, and it's mm-hmm. ear piercing at times. And the best is like uh, when he gut shots, he shoots a. Dobbs and Dobbs gets up from the shot and instead of going to the hospital it just starts to put embalming fluid in himself like I have an idea call 911 do you know what I'm saying like does he well he no he, he says you can't you can't kill me you can only make me dead which is right exactly bad logic yeah. well he's lucky he didn't get like mortally wounded, like just instantly so I'm assuming killed. he was a zom as well and he was just restoring himself oh you think you think so I mean, when we watch it again, you'll notice that because you're definitely. Okay. God, I'm so dumb. I'm a bad moviegoer. If that, if that if that was the case. Yeah, and it turns out, yeah, he's a fucking zom, of course. <laughs> 
we killed this one. I can't remember a thing about it, apparently. And the funny thing is, there is a lot of value to this movie. It's just you have to endure some really excruciating bad stuff to get to it. And not bad in the in the typical sense. Typically, a movie like this, it's bad filmmaking mm-hmm. and bad ideas. This is just forever. You have to endure forever. You also have to endure the least airtight concept of a plot. Still a fun. It's kind of a fun plot, crash. though. Yeah, it's a fun. It's kind of a fun. I like the twist. I mean, the twist is ridiculous, but I still like it. And then, I mean, I, I liked Dobbs, the actor. I thought he his performance was pretty great. I'm going to agree um, with you. I'm glad he died shortly thereafter, and I just wish it was a little earlier. Jack Albertson. Yeah, because he sucks. He talks way yeah. too much. There's way too much dialogue in this movie. There's a there's a there's a reason I think this movie isn't that well remembered. This movie is well remembered though. I, they did they did a special edition of it. Did they? Yeah, some rare. You know, there's that whole that whole thing. I'm show don't about tell. Specifically right? about me. Show don't tell. This movie just tells its living ass off. <laughs> but you still like it. I do. You have yeah, fondness for. I have it. a fondness for it. But you know, and Dan O'Bannon and Shusset, If you watch the Alien special features, it's obvious that they were good. They had an idea that was very quickly put in the hands of 10 more talented people and turned it to something with Alien. Right. I like Daniel Bennett. I mean, Return of the Living Dead's great. Right. But I'm not convinced these guys are rock-solid horror creators. I think that they, yeah. they're... they This is an example. Yeah, Banyan, R.I.P. Did he leave it? I think so. I mean, this movie was made in 81. You know, no, no nobody can kill Father Time. Father Time's got his his eye on you. That's 40 years ago. Yeah. So Or more. 41? Yeah. So, yeah, you're, you're going to extinguish... If you're if you're making movies in '81, you're just gonna extinguish. So man, yeah. So man, yeah. This one's this one will you know this one's gonna outlast us all. George Lemoyne was the photographer's name. Worst gravestone I've ever seen. I like his gravestone, and it's it's like one of those. Yeah. Anyway, I like that you thought she's a zombie running around with magic markers. I like that you think that. Tell me I'm wrong. She absolutely clawed her name into that tombstone. Would if she clawed her name with the tombstone? Then she had magic markers on her hand when she did it. <laughs> That's scarier than this plot. More shower though. How about that man? Red hair, nice big head of red hair on him. He must have been like a kid, like just like a, I mean, just a baby. Ba- Least baby convincing bear marijuana user ever committed to film, by the way. And the the best is he, whenever they show everybody at the end, the whole town has like their skins peeling back because they they're they're undead. They show more shower, and he doesn't have that little effect. He's got, yeah, he's got some shit on his chin. Does he have a little on his chin? Yeah, I like that they all decided to stop working in for this scene. It's like, well, now that we're going to pay our respects, let's get rotted. They're perfectly (laughs) fine moments earlier. Now that he was, he made this movie when he was like twenty-one. By the way, the 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 real hero in this town, the real winner, what's it called, Mm -hmm. Potter's Bluff or whatever? Yeah, florist, because they had a run on flowers, and then the wee hours. when Even the, the zombies are buying them. When Janet took the heat, he shoots her in the face. Yeah, she. He gra- I think he grazes her. He hits her in the cheek of it. Does he? Yeah. She's like, I'm dead. I'm out. Dan married to his. I wonder if they were his wife. If she's an actress, they did they meet on Dead and Buried? Like I gotta know his his history. Glenn Morshower. I can't believe Flavin left. <laughs> I can't believe Morshower had gray uh, red hair. Yeah. Well, he has. He has. He, he in Grizzly Park. He had like a little bit of red. And it, Did he? A little scattering. Yeah. Completely. How was? Let's talk a little bit about him. How? How was he? Was he was amazing. He was amazing. Was he? he was was he fun? Yeah, he was great. Did he talk about Dead and Buried at all? No. He talked about Transformers, if I remember right. But and to his credit, never once did he look at us and say, "What have I gotten myself into?" 
It's like I, I understand I'm the lead, and that's a really nice honor. But what have I gotten myself into? He, he did get paid, right? I think that's probably his priority. Yeah. Is to break, break, break in some coin. Yeah, kind of a badass though. I love him. I love yeah, seeing him in, sure. in movies. It's so strange to see him in this. Like it just it was it's like insane to see him. I'm starting to so think young. he might be an elemental. Yeah. And if we start doing movies from the 50s, there's uh, like his there's an embryo Glenn. Maybe he's sort of Zelig you, or something. Do you think he did you know him enough where he would recognize you? You, you could yeah. like, you know, be you guys are buds a little yeah. bit. Let's get him on the show. Let's get him on. Let's get him on the Can you call him right now? No. Call him. Do you have his number? I don't. Glenn, we're talking about Dead and Buried, man. We couldn't believe your amazing head of hair, your red head of hair. Does the carpet match the drapes? That's what we want to call you about. They do. <laughs> they do. Big time. Yep. Does the curtain match the shower? Wait. Some, I got something working there. More shower. Yeah, he's clean. I know where you're going. The dick matches the drapes, though, that's for sure. Um, so the movie's over, baby. Uh, it's time Thankfully. to get a tattoo immortalized on your skin. Oh yeah, okay. What are you getting? Oh man, you know the, I'm getting a string of snaps that George Lemoyne was shooting at the beginning of the film. Specifically, he had a nice, you know, I'll do the the seagull that he he captured. Like again, I think I referenced he he just shot some water, some water shots, some posts. I'd get Lisa like the 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 feet shot that he had of with Lisa Bong, you know, a little tribute, like a little progression there. Yeah. And I'd cut off right before he gets destroyed. Just I would just have. So his, would you have the booby shot? No, 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 no. I wouldn't do that. I'm not. I would just have the taste, the kind of more tasteful model shots of her. Maybe just one, right? And um, yeah, just maybe four, and just you know, underneath George Lemoyne's final artistic feet, uh, F E A T. Right. Maybe that feet would be under the picture with the feet in it. You know, I just something like that. What do you think? I like it. Mm-hmm. Would it have those like circles? I don't. I don't think so. I, I don't think those. They don't show up. Just film. Yeah. Just. Yeah. Yeah. I like that you think that they took the time to develop those useless photos. I don't know. The town was, like I said, after they murdered, they were kind of like sated and they were maybe doing nice things. Maybe they got his. Fair enough. And that diner looked like it was cute. So maybe. Mm-hmm. Sure. What a what a long game they were playing, man. Everybody's in the it's diner, nice that, but they're all dead. Why eat, why eat hamburgers? That's the thing is they seemed like they still had appetites. They were eating regular food and they were doing jobs. Like the, It's almost like they that was just a little blip. So is that your their, way of saying maybe she had murder. some eat in her vagina? For him, who Janet? Yeah. I still I feel like that they well they were both dead. That's right. He ate a cold dick. Yeah. Okay. What about you? What's your tattoo? So, I have a, there's a pedestal and it says mm-hmm. Chief Visionary and there's a motion blurred Walt Disney kind of falling off of it, being pushed off by Dobbs. Basically, he's like he's ta- he's he, Walt Disney. I got this, you know. And it's yeah. like a motion blurred Walt Disney flying off this pedestal, being replaced by Dobbs. <laughs> You think he's comparable to? He's Walt the Walt Disney, Disney of of uh, Bag End, of Potter's, or whatever of Potter's it's called. <laughs> that has never been said before on this this planet. Is that Dobbs is the Walt Disney of Potter's Bluff? No one said it. Me and you have said it now. It's a first. And to be honest, I it just I, I, I kind of get off on the motion blurred Walt. Sure. Uh, you know, you know, I was listening to something recently where they said that. Um, the Mickey Mouse is in danger of becoming public domain property. Okay. They keep Disney's lawyers keep getting that date extended, but at some point in the not too distant future, Mickey Mouse is going to be public domain, just like oh, Sherlock Holmes and Tarzan and all that crotch. Yeah, how's that feel, Walt? How are you going to feel now? What's going to happen? I think it's. I think that might be the most dangerous thing that's happening in our country at the moment. First of all, that might happen. I, it, I, 
When was the last time Mickey Mouse was used in any sort of a meaningful way? Anyway, it's not like anybody gives a shit about him. You kidding me? It's a symbol, right? Castle of Illusion on the Genesis is the last thing I remember. Zoom in. <laughs> Maybe Kingdom Hearts. I don't know if he's on that, but who gives a shit if Mickey's pub? Yeah, I think they got other trademark characters they can they can deal with. They, they and if it's if it's do- they can still use them, right? right. Actually, just that other can't people can use that likeness. You could just create your own version of Mickey Mouse because somebody just mm-hmm. made the context was they were talking about. There's a Winnie the Pooh horror movie that just got made. Yep, and uh, that's how they got away with it because it's public. I couldn't even watch the trailer to that. I'm not interested. Are you interested? I'm not in interested in a horror movie, really. I just, I just don't want to see it. It just seems like an exercise in dumb. Not if it was Winnie the Porn. They probably did it. I mean, did they do it? In me the Pooh. I hope. <laughs> Christopher Jobin. <laughs> Winnie, Winnie the Poon. Uh. Look. Movie's over, credits have rolled, but lo and behold, there's a little stinger at the end, a little extra footage. E-horror? That's <laughs> right, he's in there, right? Yeah. I'll play along, but look. He's sticking his arm into a honey, but it ain't no fucking beehive. <laughs> All right, so what's next? Sting, your stinger. My stinger? What's the extra scene? Mm-hmm. You have to go first. So Betty is uh, sitting at her teletype still. She's not a zom, turns out. She's like the only oh, wow. Hume. And she is typing her dick off. And she yes. and she sends a teletype, for your interest, everyone here is weirdly dead but alive, constantly talking, constantly being touched up by our mortician who's also dead but alive. He's weird. His name's Dobbs, but don't worry because their hearts are buried. We got this. She's typing away, tapping it up. You might want to see off the road leading into Potter's Bluff because we're likely to photograph, torture, slaughter, reanimate, heart bury, mm. give him a weird job in town if, if, you, if you don't. So just if you, our, our whole town is really jacked up and weird, and we're all getting jacked out. So seal it off, sign Betty. There you go. Yeah. So she's looking out for the town. Yeah, I see. Yeah. And then it's the last and then she woman looks standing. Down and it's not plugged in. She shits herself. My extra scene is this: all of a sudden, rolling into town, one Kyle McLaughlin talking into his uh, his mini recorder, now entering the town of Potter's Bluff. Gonna stop in a. He's talking to who, who's the who he always talked to. Diane. Yeah. That's all I got. That's all I'm going with. Oh, Twin Peaks reference. Let's move on. So Lawrence Kasdan rides into town. Okay, I get it. Okay, cool. <laughs> Look, you've been given the financing to have your own sequel to Dead and Buried, folks. How does that escrow show out? That's a good question. What would be a good sequel to this one? I mean, it doesn't really set itself up for one. I guess it kind of does. So a hurricane it- blows it through town, and and sure and um. All the bodies are washed away to sea. So it's sort of a blank yeah. canvas. And the savvy businessman gets Potter's Bluff for a song. Mm-hmm. And he puts some money into it and actually creates that tourist town that they were making fun of it not being in the movie. And he is just building it out, making it to like a little Amity kind of in a way. And uh, people start flocking in and it's flourishing. And the bodies are gone, so you don't have to worry about the zombies and all that. But the problem is those bodies went out to sea and got fed on by fish and seagulls and stuff. And so... Sure. Those animals are all getting a little bit of the souls of the dead. So they're a little quirky. Like the crabs will climb up the window and watch you fuck. Seagulls yeah, yeah. are pooping, and there's like little thoughts in the poop, and they're watching you, and they're picking at stuff, and there's just a little, a little, they're a little off. There's a little stuff going on. And any sure. fish that they catch that you eat, you're eating a little bit of fish soul. You're eating some, some human. So you're starting to get a little, little nauseous from having Janet working around in you. You know, yeah. but it's not a deal yeah, break. Yeah. You know, no, it's fine. It's just there's a lot of you know everybody's talking way too much. Place starts to lose some money because 
all this weird shit going on. Crabs watching you fuck. The owner is panicking. He's about to lose his entire nest egg. And he, he goes, wait a fucking minute. And he digs up all the hearts and kicks them out into the sea. Problem solved. The last shot is of the that, movie is just him punting hearts into the ocean. Is that how you get rid of these guys? You just get their unwrap their hearts from the sweater and just get I rid think of them? Once, you un, once the hearts are handled, I think you're good to go. You're good to go. Okay. Interesting. But it's a beautiful shot of him just kicking about 40 dozen hearts into the sea. They don't cut. It's in they one just take. doing it. One take. And the sound, that's the great. sound. Ben Burt was brought on board to make the sound of every heart impact. Wow, that's yeah. awesome. The kick in the heart and then it plopping into the sea, yeah, right? Yeah. It's great, yeah. Mine would just be a town full of board. Like, the, the, the word's gotten around. This town, stay away from it. Because if you're a tourist, you don't come out. Like, you you know, or... You, you you move there you don't know, like you know I, I guess I guess that's not true right like you do you just you move if you're a tourist you you live there because everybody thinks that you just move there right anyway so there's a bunch of because um, you do reanimate so there's a bunch of uh, bored zombies float floating around in the town and they don't know what to do there's nobody new to murder they got the cop the cop now Dan fucking he's in fucking Dan. He's no longer screaming. He's fine. Um, dug up his wife, Janet, and they're back at their house. Mm-hmm. Everybody's just kind of back to normal. They just every once in a while they got to get like some work done on their their decaying flesh or whatever the whatever the makeup thing that gets some makeup on them. Anyway, so they decide to um, start a zombie like you know sporting events and start challenging each other in the town. You know, football and long jump, pole vaulting, things like that. It just turns into a kind of a nice competitive. And then they get good enough. They challenge the rival town, Nick. And they, demand, to find they out. demand home games, though, so they could... Come to find out, they're also zombies. Oh. Mm-hmm. There's a rival mortician there. Oh, my God. Calvin. Calvin. It's Calvin versus Dobbs. Right. I can't make it funny. Let's Calvin just, let's just move on. Like, I get it. Yeah, let's just, move, let's just move on. I just realized the title of the town is a spoiler, because, you know, they bury bodies in Potter's Field. Potter's mm. Bluff. It's like you bury the guy, but psych... You know? Is that what it is? I guess yeah. So. Look, you've been given the finance to have your own business venture related to dead and buried. How are you spending that hard earned? Raceable headstones. <laughs> That's what I'll get, like uh, whiteboard headstones. Right. So, you know, temporary. If you need to make a correction, I was whiteboard watching this movie, by the way. <laughs> Just magic, you know, race, whatever, wipe it down. That, that would have that saved uh, Janet some time. Yeah. That would be great if you can go to a graveyard and, 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 and throw your own two cents in. Mm-hmm. Maybe you have to do a little special technology that locks in the unless you have the key, then you can you can do some. Yeah, it's hackable though. I'm just I'm thinking, but yeah, some headstones you can change because there certainly was a nest. Janet needed that to happen. She commandeered that gravesite. That's that. Yeah, I start offering that. Either that or sweater hearts. One of the two, instead of sweet tarts. But I think I'm going for the raceable headstones. How about you? Uh, I opened up a, a kind of a theme bakery called Bread and Buried. And it's oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And so what they do is they bake something, but then they bake it again. They like put another layer of dough and bake it again, and they keep baking it over and over again, so that sure. when you come in there, it's it's like the bodies. It's been super baked. It's like layers of rot, kind of trapped between each layer of baked good. And the restaurant demands that you constantly chat. Like there is constantly a, 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 a decibel level that that must be met, so that everybody's constantly talking. Yeah. And if there's a lull in the in the uh, patronage then it's the responsibility of the employees to constantly talk and it can't be meaningful it has to be completely benign and ridiculous sure awkward everyone's loud and um the only problem is, is 
you have to use the touchless pay option because if you pay with cash, the recept the the, the cashier's fingers are going to break off when she's trying to get your change. And then uh, sweater heart as well. We sell them. We sell them in, in the gift shop. That's great. Look, you're in the movie. You've been inserted to the running time of Denonbury. What shape does your performance take? I'm a crestfallen rapper. <laughs> and I'm just all bummed out. They, I came to town to bring, like, a new... I was going to, you know, this new genre of music. Rap, right? Mm-hmm. They murdered me immediately as soon as I dipped toe into town. Super killed. I was uh, drawn and quartered by cars and horses. Mm-hmm. All over the place. It took a, a week for the mortician to put me back together. I'm back, and I still got like I'm. A, I'm still a rapper, and I didn't know they already done did this to another rapper earlier. We have a battle. He bodies me. I get dead end bodied. <laughs> so now I just sit in front of a storefront. Hell, hang dog. A little tear coming out my eye. You know. Yeah. I couldn't keep up. I got nailed in a rap battle. One of the first. Yeah. You know. So you have this really boring name too. No, my name's Greg Tannen. MC Greg Tannen. <laughs> oh, well, they renamed you Ed. <laughs> they do rename these people. Yeah. MC Ed. And you are you work at the Luncheonette now, and you're you're, you're you know you're trying to find excuses to to throw a couple of rhymes out, but it just never it's never the right time. I'm going to take a couple of your lyrics from the beginning of the show way back when, when you said that we get laid in the cave. <laughs> And that kind of sounds like what I'm working on in my little sheet. Get laid in a cave. It kind of rhymes, yep. you know, like MC Ed here, hey, <laughs> at the luncheon net, you know. I'm actually trying to get my sleep tired. And I'm in my little house. And unfortunately, I live near the cemetery. And I hear this loon screaming Janet over and over loudly, just loudly stupiding into the airwaves. <laughs> Stupid. And I'm just trying to get my beauty rest. I, I'm a zombie. Sure, yeah. man. I gotta rest these destroyeds. Mm-hmm. You know, my body, my clavicle's all shitty. I got knuckles for days that are dripping off. I'm shitting self. And uh, I, I, I mean, we share a, a common bond in that we're both living dead. But I ain't got sure. time. I gotta open up. I gotta open up the barbecue joint in the morning. Yeah. So I, I, I fumble to the window and I raise it. and I'm telling him to shut up. And unfortunately, I shatter my fingers and my dick. So I'm just looking at my fingers and my shattered dick. And now there's my Thursday sorted now, right? Oh man, yeah. I, yeah. I got to go back to Dobbs and get my my shit worked on. Do he does a, Do you think he does general repair work? I guess he does. Absolutely. Huh? I think he starts there and spirals ba- spirals out from the dick, like that camera. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, did you see? You know, the, the the Mortician's Creed, dick first, dick first, then the rest. That, it says it on the wall. That's the Mortician's Creed. Yeah. Okay, that makes so much sense. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and then of course not everybody has a dick, so he has to. They have to modify it. Mortician's Creed is the Creed is the <laughs> name of my uh, EP, MCN. And then Sam the Gravedigger tries to pick a fight with it. Said, "I think Drago would line up well against Mortician Creed." <laughs> <laughs> Look, mm-hmm. you got to take a little piece of this movie into your personal life. No, thank you. Ritual, mantra, some sort of a discipline that you apply based on dead and buried. I mean, I I think I've already incorporated it part of it. I just just reaffirm it like Dan does in this movie. I bump around around planless, Mm -hmm. grasping at straws, you know, just bouncing off walls and no end in sight. I think I can, I take that from Dan. I, I perfect what I already do. How about yourself? 
I'm just trying to imagine all of my favorite movies, but the hero's named Dan. <laughs> you know, can you, would you go see Dan mm-hmm. Wick? You know, Dan Jones in the Temple of Doom? <laughs> Dan Wick. They usually would always, it'd be Danny. Even, Never just even Dan. Even Danny can suck it, suck it. Danny's better, though. Danny Wick is a little bit better than Dan Wick. Yeah. Danny Jones isn't, though. You're right. Dan, Danny Jones is bad. Right. There's no, there's no Dan that. Could you, would you join the the round table if it was King Dan? I mean, look. Do you know any Dans? I know plenty of Dans, and I think they would all agree with me. It's like I, Daniel's worse because it's too formal, and I and I can't not think about the dead person in that Elton John song every single time I hear the word Daniel. It's a heartbreaking song. Sure. And I don't want to think about. You know, that person, a friend of mine. It's heartbreaking specifically because it's about Dan from this movie. Is that correct? <laughs> Worse yet, he may not be dead, but his eyes have died. So maybe that's even sadder is that there's a guy with whose eyes died that Elton Johnson. Yeah. That Bernie Taupin most likely wrote because Elton John doesn't create. Are you looking up to see if that song's about Dan from Dead and Buried? <laughs> I am. Let me just do a quick. Let me see if I can. I mean, it's so far so not, no, it's not so good. No, you may have to. No. What you may think of those maybe the character in this is inspired by the song because I think the song came out in the seventies. That's true. So they're, yeah. maybe that was the root. Like they're listening to Elton John, they're on the toilet. They're like, you know what? A dead Daniel. Let's write a screenplay where the twist is that Daniel's dead. Right. Except that the problem is in this song, he's on a plane a lot, headed for Spain. That definitely doesn't happen in this movie. So that's not it. But maybe "Don't Shoot Me," I'm. That's the album is "Don't Shoot Me." I'm only the piano player. Maybe that's a reference to. Even though it came out before the movie. So what I do is whenever I see someone with a child, I take that child and repurpose that child. I rehome yeah. it. You know, you used to be in this family. Now you're in this classroom. It's I, a kid I, I, I Shit. <laughs> I rehome children, though. I take children from people and give them to other people Kidnapped. for a small fee. <laughs> Inspired... Your Honor, I was inspired by Dead and Buried. I meant no harm. You may, f- you are free to go, sir. You rehome them. Okay. I used like saying the word rehome. Yeah, and I make a point. Yeah, and it's not creepy the way I say it. But I say you're going to your forever home, but it's not creepy sure. when I say it. It's not. Yeah. What's the parents doing when you're doing this? Uh, they are g- bound and gagged. <laughs> and I also have uh, I've lit a fuse leading to dynamite mm-hmm. that they're sleeping on. <laughs> Sure. Yeah. And there's this. Uh, this is this is your what you're incorporating into your life, not your business, <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm so rehoming kids. Like whenever I get an opportunity. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. And look, man, you're on an island. You've been floating there all these many years, gathering debris from various films, and now it's time to take something from Dead and Buried. Yeah, that's a good question. Like, what what to do? What to take from this film? There's so much to take. There's so much to take. Which one was this movie again? Which one did we do? What's it called? The best. By the way, misleading title. Because they're not buried. They aren't. I guess it's maybe an ironic title or a, like a, maybe you're supposed to say it sarcastically, dead and buried or something, you know, like. Right. Yeah, dead and buried. Like that or something. Well, their heart's buried. It just doesn't roll off the tongue like dead and heart's buried or heart heart lives. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Un- undead never in the ground. That's what the original. What about you? What's What would you think? Did you notice that we were so fixated on cereal and movies and at one point, Dan did have a, a bowl of cereal. That was not that cereal. Not, that was a, was gra- it oatmeal? a gray mass. Was it oatmeal? I think it was oatmeal. It was disgusting looking. It was, it he was didn't gray. Even, not even one bite out of that thing. 
Yeah, just sitting there. Although it could have been cereal. I mean, I don't, 1981 cereal. Maybe that's the zombie feed because he's a zombie. Remember that maybe they eat like that certain some kind of paste. It was gr- some it was kind of vitamin gross. paste. Yeah, I did notice that. I didn't, uh, cereal never crossed mm-hmm. my mind, but it could very well be. Zombies usually be eating people, man. Nobody's getting eaten in this at all. Well, that's great because that that whole sub zombie culture is dumb. They did say the term "Walking Dead" in this. Did you notice mm-hmm. that? I hope uh, what's his face didn't see it. Kirkman, yeah, Sue, that'd be great. Still making Walking Dead material. It was. Was he? Is he the richest person on, on Earth? It was never good, and it's still it was going. okay. It was okay. It was literally never good. Even with Darabont, it was never good. I think it was okay, and then it just. I don't. I haven't watched it recently. You you gave it a longer chance than most human. I beings did. And I even watched the first three seasons of Fear the Walking Dead. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I like Kim Dickens. I thought she was good on that show. You know who likes Kim Dickens the most, though? <laughs> Mrs. Coates. <laughs> Speaking of forever home, forever joke, yeah. the best. <laughs> is he a married man? Do we ever look into Kim, Kim Coates? Coates is he I, I would is expect Kim Coates person? to be not only married, but surprisingly not like surprisingly loyal. I watched a clip of him getting killed in. Um, oh, he just. The Last oh my Boy god! Scout. Jennifer Flavin left alone for him. Diana Coates. Yeah, they've married since '84. Good for him. Diana Coates in this. They watch Gremlins and then immediately bound each other. <laughs> she got married to Kim Coates. Wonder and by the way, uh, I'm a look, hypocrite. Why? Because his facial texture is no better than Robert Davi's. Yet I worship him. Yeah, he's great. Diana Coates. Kim Coates is cool. I like him forever. Kim Coates is a is a great thing to see at any given moment. Whenever he shows out. It, what are you taking? <laughs> wow. Somebody's in a hurry. I'm not in a hurry. It was what do you? T- I'm nervous. I I'm, can't figure I'm, out anything to take. I'm taking the instant party. That's what I'm taking is the instant party. People that just show yeah, up. Yeah, I'm gonna. I, I'm taking the instant party, mm-hmm. knowing that should the need arise, I have a handful of people to do a variety of things with. I have a a, a chore that needs getting done. Sure. I pull the town. I pull the entire town over. Instant party. Build this fucking. You know, like it's like that scene in Witness. All of a sudden, they're putting up walls. Hammering things, sitting, you know, sitting at the top, drinking sure, yeah. scotch, you know, drinking scotch and tea, you know. Is that what they do? <laughs> having but- butter churned out, something I'm through with, Instant Party comes and does it for me. How do you activate Instant Party? I clap, I, I clap my hands and say Instant Party, just like in the movie. Or do you fake? <laughs> <laughs> I think you're gonna. Ha- I, 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 yeah, are you sitting down? I think you're gonna have to fake a tourist. What? In order to get them to activate. I think you're going to have to fake a tourist. Maybe. I mean, I don't know. I, I, there's a lot of tourists. I have a lot of things that could fake. Push Georgie out there and, and, and like yeah. a, in a ventriloquist voice say, oh, I'm new to the island. And then they'll pop out and then hand them brooms. Instant party. Just like anything else, you get, you get, mm-hmm. you get gluttonous with it, right? Sure. There's like a little spot I can't reach. I'm scra- I got an itch like in the small of my back I can't really get to. It's sure. instant party. And I got... Three villagers scratching me ass, you know. Or mm-hmm. I have, a, I have a, I've got a like a my, my my poop ladder is is in disrepair. Sure, yeah. I instant yes. party them. Call back, right? So yeah, mm-hmm. and you and you're across the way, and you and you'll and you'll hear you'll hear me clap my hands you're like God damn, here we go. Yeah, what are they, what are they going to do this time? Instant party. I'm glad I'm safe and sound. Now the thing I got I got to think about though is how do I get mm-hmm. rid of them? I like the idea. Maybe I have to kill them. Each and every time. Like, I've got to slay them out. Violently? And cast them away. 
before I summon the new badge, which is a gift in its own right. Right. So I'm throwing haymakers and scything like large swaths of villagers after they've scratched a percentage of my back. Yeah. Yeah. Worth it. That's great. I'm I'm taking the film found footage. Uh huh. Smash bank. No, no. I I just really like the look of that house. And you know I'm a big architect fan. Yeah. I just like the the look of the way that they they you know whoever was behind the camera on that. Well, I just like how they captured the outside and the inside of I that house. I know what you're I'm, taking when we do like Matrix Reloaded. What do you mean? What? Big ar- architect fan. Yeah, I just want to look at the house, you know. Um, yeah, I don't. Who, who cares what's the end of the scene, like the end of the film? I don't. I don't need to see it. It's, it's there. It's fine. You know, the the bedroom scene, the sex scene. It's fine. I'm looking at the house. I'm studying it. Mm-hmm. Is it is it at all strange to you that Lisa Blount appears in two movies where found footage of of weird angles of spooky buildings happen? That's right, Prince of Darkness. You're right. That that's a. That's a better movie. That's a beautiful movie. Well, it's. I mean, but this movie has that scromp, so it does fit into September. I mean, perfectly sticking to it. It does. You're right. You're right. September. Is that what we're doing? Is this September? And this qualifies it, huh? Yeah, there's a huge sex scene in this. Mm-hmm. And there's the illusion that uh, that there's more where that came from, right? And then you're at the island, and you're like, well, are you watching that movie again? I'm looking at the house. Yeah. Just, I'm interested in the house. It's like a three-story and then, then, and then you've, you've seen an asterisk, and it says... And then you say, what color is the house? And then you hear me rewind real quick. <laughs> Rewinding a film. <laughs> and then I, 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 you have a little asterisk, because like, I know that you've named James Farentino's back house. So you're like, you're not lying. You're looking at the house, you know, but that's what you call his back. We did, re- we did reveal that that is him, right, that he, she is stabbing. Did we ever yeah, get yeah, to that? Did. We did he's, say he's, it, he yeah, did yeah, say yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you remember him as an actor in the old days? Like He would show up... In weird places, he was in a lot of TV shows and shit. He was just like a ubiquitous '70s and '80s guy. I got him mixed up with James Franciscus at the beginning because of he was the guy that replaced Charlton Heston in the Ape series. But Farentino was all over the place back then, and he's a, he's a dead person. Well, yeah, he's in the Final Countdown, which is a movie I absolutely loved when I was a kid. <laughs> I love that. I don't know why just, I love that movie so much. Just happened. I must have said something that sounded like Siri. And w- yeah. you're, you went mute, and then Siri just said, I found this on the web for Ferentino, who was all over the place back then. He's a dead person. <laughs> That's what the, yeah, they thought that was the question. Yeah, he was in um, The Final Countdown, which like I, I think you might have missed me saying. I, I used to watch that movie a lot. Yeah. I love that. I love that movie. It was a time travel movie, yep. right? License to Kill. Holy shit. He appeared with uh, Dobby. There's one degree of separation between those two. That's amazing. Wow. Yeah, he, he, he was prolific this guy i don't remember him though that much directed reservoir dogs Ferentino. <laughs> yeah he passed away um you know also who passed away this was interesting the guy that the photographer his name that guy was uh, what was his name Allports. Mm-hmm. i wrote his name down christopher Allport. he was in Mad Men, and he died in like an avalanche or something no, he like did something, not yeah it was like something crazy he did like, not he die in a it. damned avalanche don't get me yeah, super did. excited and then he, they had to write him off the show. Like he was in the first season, he played like one of the characters' parents. There's or no father. way the guy died in a damned avalanche. Yeah, he died. It's something like that. Oh, is that what you call natural causes? Am I wrong? He, Skiing enthusiasts found after he and two other persons were reported missing the day before falling a trio of avalanches, which swept off trail canyons in the San Gabriel Mountains, a mountain high ski resort. Mm-hmm. Unbelievable. Freak occurrences. Yeah. Un fucking believable that he fucking 
what are the odds that you get lucky enough to get killed by an avalanche? It's not cool. Like a couple other people died too. It's horrible. And you saw this too, James Ferentino, quicksand. Working on me I can't see 